This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap Up podcast. If I sound more excited than I usually am, that's because it is the truth. I am so excited that we are at the last episode of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 7. This is Tell All No Limits Part 4, a.k.a. Episode 21, a.k.a. We Are Done With This. Next week, we will be back with 90 Day Fiance the other way. Brand new season, brand new cast. Cannot wait. I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puyaz Ambikili, ready to break it down for one last time. And here with me is a lovely guest making her a return after a long hiatus. She is one half of the Mass Singer podcast alongside myself. She is also a part of the Drag Race Rehab Up and one half of the B&B podcast. It is the one and only Liana Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Hello, Puya. Thank you for having me back on the 90 day wrap up. You know, it's crazy. When I was on the show, Kim and Usman were still together. Uh, Yara had her old boobs, her little pepperoni nipples. So much has happened since I was on the show. And I'm looking forward to being the one to wrap everything up with a nice little bow to prepare you for a brand new season. Yeah, you thought you had completely escaped the Happily Ever After gauntlet. We did catch you for one last time. So we're here, of course, to talk about the last bit of the tell-all. Uh, this was a very interesting format. You know, we've done this episode four of the tell-all, tell-all no limit to be exact. And the way they did this episode, Liana, we had 38 minutes, up to 38 minutes into the episode was the last bit of the tell-all. Then the mm -hmm. tell-all finished, Sean said goodbye, and then basically we watched everyone kind of come off of the tell-all and just hang out in the penthouse for like 40 minutes. I know that there has been a lot of discourse about the format of the finale tell-all. And I guess the fact that also, as you mentioned, it was four episodes long. I actually kind of like it. I think I like it because to me, it's almost like the Avengers. So during the regular season, everybody's getting their little individual, you know, movies. You get to see what each of the individual couples is up to. And then at the tell-all, it's like everybody gets to come together in an ensemble cast. And you see all of these wackos interact with one another. And so for me, this was so fabulous that they essentially had two nights. We got to sort of see, I think, the second night where they just all got taken to some 
I don't know, like condo somewhere in New York. Yeah, I would give, say give it was a like a penthouse alcohol. they had rented out or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So like, I think actually that sounds right. I think that they actually mentioned that it was a penthouse. So they get taken to a penthouse and then they just get to like hang out and interact with each other. And you get to hear, you know, Liz and Jenny have this like very serious conversation about small Ed. So I, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this content. I don't know if it needed to be four parts. But that being said, I'm totally fine with seeing all of these kooky characters interact with one another. Yeah, it's been it's been a fascinating ride. I think I like this new format. I would prefer if they were able to shorten it to three episodes. I don't think four was needed. I think they could have done a better job. I really did like the first part of the tell all um, series where we were like 48 hours before 72 hours mm-hmm. before. And you're kind of getting the last bit of updates before we get into the talk. I thought that was a really nice touch. I do like some of the bits that they added to us watching them interact and fight because it did add to the beef on stage. It added more context, which I did appreciate. But it kind of also made the tell-all portion kind of the most boring part of the episodes for me. Oh, my God. I know, right? Especially Yara and Jovi. Like, they, to me, are the probably the couple, I think, with yeah. the least amount of problems. So I was just like, I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> and that was your last, that was your your end with a whimper. That was the last couple. And then Sean, I don't know, was like, all right, we're done. I was like, wait, what? No excitement yeah. to end this? Okay. Maybe they were thinking, well, so, okay, the other thing that I noticed, which I don't know if you've talked about before, but they were wearing the same um, outfits on the first and second recording day. So part of me is like, maybe they didn't know how they were going to edit this whole thing together. And so they made them wear the same outfits just in case they ended up like smushing it all together or like doing something different um, with the ultimate editing of this. Because otherwise, like if you're going to do it as like, it's very clearly day one and day two, which is what they ended up doing for the four part tell all then why do you care that they're wearing the same thing? You know what I mean? Let them wear something different, but they had to wear the same thing. So yeah, my mind would get completely wrinkled if I attempted to figure out what was recorded first, what was recorded second. So in my head, I'm going to pretend they were all done sequentially and they just were told to all wear the same outfit. It's easier for me that no, way. No, I think they were because you get Jenny talking about, I think it was Jenny in the third part where she's like, yeah, well you're done. Our day is today. So, and then that's the order that then it ultimately happened. And so then, right. They, and then they had their segment then. Yeah. So I think they did it chronologically for what they ended up doing, but I think they gave themselves the option to potentially mm-hmm. edit it differently by having more of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That's good business right there. That's a good decision, I think, ultimately. So the way I'm going to dis- we're going to discuss this finale here today. They, like we said, there's a lot of, plug and play there's a lot of you know it's oh we're starting with michael and usman but then Mm -hmm. we go back to the tell-all and then at the tell-all people are jumping in each other segments fighting so i think we're kind of just gonna do what liana said put a bow on the whole thing we're gonna touch on stuff that happened in this finale we're gonna do the concluding thoughts on all the couples and then we're gonna just ride it out uh squads we're gonna ride it out together let's go with that but liana first and foremost at the end of episode three we do see michael after being told, do not hang out with Usman, of course, go to talk to Usman. And we saw the payoff here. Classic 90 day fashion, in my opinion, I feel like the Michael and Usman confrontation, the best bits were already in the previews. And then we got nothing yeah. here. <laughs> so I when I got to part four, I was because I remember seeing when Usman goes, uh, Michael is saying, yes, exactly. Michael's like, please let her be. And he's like, the capital N-O. I had seen that so many times in the previews. I thought it had happened already. So then with this conversation happened, I was like, oh, 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 I see. Oh, I've seen this. Okay. I think the biggest thing to come out of this conversation was Michael, like, again, just admitting and being completely straight up about what ultimately happened in terms of like his cheating scandal stuff and then otherwise yeah it was essentially just michael saying respect angela leave her alone and usman being like yeah i'm not doing that i loved okay so the parts i really liked was usman saying listen angela knows i'm smarter than you so she thinks that i'm a bad influence to you but i didn't know that you had done these things. I didn't know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I had no idea this was happening. We were all coming in being on your side mm-hmm. because we had no idea. And this comes up later in another conversation where people were like, yeah, we were all team Michael. And then he did this. And I like, we correctly predicted in episode one, 
the sympathy for Angela has significantly increased since their reunion moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. You know, this is tough, right? Because obviously Michael's not wrong. What he did was wrong. It's just so tough for me to overlook Angela's completely abusive behavior. Like right after I found out that Michael was cheating on her, I was kind of like, I mean, she deserves it. <laughs> that was like my gut reaction, which, you know, doesn't right his wrong. I mean, what he still did was wrong, but it just it kind of sucks to see everybody just forget about the physiological or physiological, the like psychological and mental abuse that Angela has put put Michael through. Obviously, again, what he did was wrong, but still like she just sucks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel like my bit, my takeaway from this is what Michael did was wrong. Angela is still horrible. This does not, this does not remove from my memory everything that happened with this season with the wrecking of the car, getting in his face, threatening to beat him up, putting like, like, you know, raising hands on him. Mm -hmm. None of that have I forgotten, nor will I forget. And then you know, the hypocrisy with Angela has always been there. Michael cannot be on Instagram. She can. Michael can't talk to women. She can talk to other men on social media. And that's always been fine. Obviously, Michael has gone a step too far with not only essentially cheating, but then also planning, plotting to come to the U.S. and be with someone else, which, again, no, no, Michael, you did wrong. All of that to say, I will not forget that Angela is awful. I will not forgive TLC if Angela gets brought back. Because again, my big worry is that the way they formatted this and made it seem, and I don't necessarily think that the audience is buying it either, but they gave her such a sympathetic edit from where I'm standing that I just feel like they're priming us to see her back on the show again at some point. <laughs> no, don't tell me that. Let me just live in denial that that's it and they're done. I mean, I know it's not the case, but like still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's bad. I, uh, although, you know what? I will say, I don't know what Angela did in this fourth part of the tell all. If they gave her a Valium, like, I don't know, but she was like way more chill in part four. Even in part three, kind of compared to the other parts, but like part four, she was like, "Oh, okay, you're being semi reasonable." It was weird. Didn't like I it. think. <laughs> I mean, I think Angela benefited from Big Ed's big mouth um, uh, being well, on the yeah. same stage as her. I think that helped. Also, it helps that her portion was pretty much done already, and she just gets to sit back and watch everyone else. And mm-hmm. you know, as long as she doesn't. Um, you know, go at the wrong person. No one's going to get in her face either. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, if no one's going to play with her, she can't play. She just has to sit there. Um, yeah, I feel like which, she was yelling less. But that yeah. could also be like the, you know, the bar is just so so low. Say low. The expectations yeah, like, are rock high. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I just, uh, <laughs> if she's not yelling, I'm like, oh wow, she's doing such a good job. <laughs> exactly, and that, that's how that's how they get you. That's how they get I you. Know, and we didn't see that, and now it's like, okay. I see what you're doing here. So, yeah. Oof. Okay. So, yeah. So, Michael and Usman, kind of a nothing burger. We get back to the um, tell-all. And, yeah. Jovian Yara is the only segment we get this episode. Everyone else has already been done and dusted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jovian Yara's story, we focused a lot on the breast augmentation. So, Yara, mm-hmm. in the early season, had talked about potentially, you know, getting her breasts done. And then... We find out that Yara and Angela went to the same doctor for this. Dr. Obang is the same person who worked on Yara's breasts as well. I was, as soon as they said that, that uh, she got her boobs done by the same doctor as Angela, I was ready for that clip. I was like, yes, the never before seen footage of Yara (laughs) seeing Dr. Obang. Sadly, it didn't happen. So I don't know what, but that was a totally missed opportunity there. Listen, they missed it, but also I think they made the right call. The last thing we needed was Angela to have a reason to speak up. And that would have been a reason right yeah, there. True. Yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. Um, and then Sean kind of puts one of the one of the 90 dayers on blast by saying, Hey, uh, Yara, I, we've also heard that someone on this this very set has asked about breast augmentation. We find out with Shaida. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. like if Shaida didn't speak on it, maybe she didn't want to speak on it. I don't appreciate Sean putting that out there. 
Well, I think that's her job, right? Like I give a lot of Sean a lot of flack. I think she's getting better in terms of like actually asking the tough questions. So I'm not I'm not too upset about that. And she does seem to be okay talking about it. Uh, but yeah, I, um, that just seemed weird. Do you think she's also going to have to go to the same doctor? Or do you think she gets to go to someone else? Probably not. Maybe TLC has a contract. They're like anyone in 90 day who gets their boobs done. You have to go to this guy. I mean, maybe Dr. Obeng has like a 90 day discount. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would make sense. I At this it. point, he's, he's worked with two people that have been on the franchise. I could see Dr. Obeng like, listen, you can get a nice deal with me. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. We'll see if that story ever gets a conclusion. But then we learn a little bit more about what happened during this um, augmentation period. We find out that Jovi left to go to South Africa for a safari that he had planned to go to while Yara was recovering from the surgery. And then Mila was taken care of by Mrs. Gwen. Mrs. Gwen was definitely involved in helping while he was gone. And then there was a whole debate on stage about whether or not they should have done this and et cetera. What, are, what is your take on all this? I did not understand this part, like at all. So, okay, here, here's what I understood. I understood that Jovi had planned six months in advance to go on safari with friends because he doesn't get to hang out with friends a lot. So Yara said, yes, go on the safari, go have fun, go have fun with your friends. She also then scheduled her breast augmentation for 10 days before Jovi was supposed to leave for the safari. So then people were mad, but like they both seemed... I don't know. It was so weird because I was like, wait, Yara, you said he can't like I didn't understand what the issue was because she was simultaneously. It felt like saying this is a problem. And also I said you can go and that's OK. And then everybody else like chimed in with their opinions. And I didn't really like understand I, like the only person that I think deserves to be upset is potentially Gwen if she was not told that she was going to have to take care of the baby. Well, and I think Gwen did a phenomenal job this um, reunion basically reiterating her points that I love spending time with my granddaughter, but I am not a nanny. I am not mm -hmm. a nanny. I have raised my children. I'm not raising children. I will mm -hmm. take, I will watch her. I will like, you know, spend time with her, but I'm not going to be the nanny. And I think Gwen clearly had more of an issue with Jovi not canceling his plans. And I think that's the big thing that made everything confusing here is that the entire panel was uh, not okay, okay with Jovi leaving and was giving Jovi a lot of crap for it. But, um, like, but Yara was very okay with this and kept reiterating that, no, I think it's fine. I think I didn't want to get in the way of him, you know, having his trip and being happy and seeing people. And I think it's because Yara recognizes that she has been in the very same position where she wanted to be happy and be with, you know, her people. And that's why she stayed in Europe. So. I, but, oh, okay. Okay. All right. So there's like, there's a few points to take apart here, right? Because that, because, okay. So three, three things had to happen, right? So the first thing that happened was Jovi books his trip. The second thing that happens is Yara books her boob job. The third thing that happens is somebody's got to take care of the baby because Jovi is going on a trip. So what I don't understand is why so much backlash happened to come back on Jovi instead of Yara for scheduling her boob job at a different time. However, Yara and Jovi seemed to be fine with the situation. Like, they were not upset. It's not like Yara was coming in being like, how dare he leave me? Or Jovi was upset, like, how dare she book her boob job when I'm gone? Like, neither of them seemed to be that upset. Like, the only person I think that can be upset in this situation is Gwen. The rest of the cast members need to pipe the, their butts down because Gwen's the only one in that situation who seemed to take a somewhat umbrage, which is that, oh, now I'm being put in a situation where I'm not told that I have to do these things. I think that's my understanding of the situation. Um, so then I have to come in and, you know, take more responsibilities without being consulted on the situation, right? Because in an ideal world, Jovi goes on a strip, then Yara has her boob job and Gwen is like not contacted or Gwen is at least consulted in advance. But the rest of the cast members being so mad at Jovi is like, wait, what is going on? Am I rooting for Jovi? Is Jovi the underdog here? <laughs> This, these are the pitfalls of the tell-all, Liana. We, we end up 
being on the side of people we never expected to be on the side of. But I feel I feel like very similarly to what you just said, because I think that ultimately when it all comes down to it, um, Gwen is the only one that can. And Gwen also was coming at it from the angle of Jovi, you need to grow up. Plans can be canceled. And she's not wrong, right? Plans can be canceled, sure. Um, either his or Yara's. But when they both agreed, no, it's fine. You can go on your trip and find you. You are you sure you're gonna be fine with the cert? Yeah, I'll be fine. Then that's fine. Again, Gwen is the only one because Gwen now has to be um in the position where she has to take care of Mila if right. uh, Yara's unable to. But then that was so that was a bit of the drama there. Then we talk about Jovi wanting a second child. I think this is when everyone resynced and got f- to be on the same page. Because everyone said, yeah, um, if Yara's not ready to have a baby, you can't be having a baby. Because Jovi's argument is, I don't want to have a kid that's 10 years apart. I don't want to have a kid when I'm older. I want to have one soon. I want to have one soon. And I mm-hmm. think that would be good for us. And quite a few people on the panel, Angela, Andre, they all kind of hinted at, yeah, this is an anchor baby, which is what I said when we first heard this. Mm-hmm. I I mean, obviously, there's nothing wrong with Joey. Jo- Joey, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Jovi expressing his opinions, okay? There's nothing wrong with him being like, hey, this is my preference. And if we're both on board, I would love to be able to have another kid now. However, he is only one part of this relationship. And he's also the one that has the least amount of burden because you know, Yara is the one who will be pregnant, right? Has to go through giving birth, has to breastfeed again, all of that type of stuff. So there's nothing, again, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with him expressing what he wants, but he also then needs to be respectful of his partner's opinion. And when she says no, that is the answer, right? Because that is the human incubator who is going to carry and feed your sperm for, you know, however many months. So she needs to ultimately be the person that has the last decision. Fine. You can still express what you want, but just you have to go with what Yara says. I'm sorry. Exactly. I 100% agree with you there. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, then Andre takes a couple pot shots at, at Jovi here, which I feel like Andre's still not over the fact that Jovi called him out and yeah. was like, I'm getting my revenge no matter what the context he <laughs> alludes to. He says, listen, we know that in this relationship, you are not the good looking one of the two of you essentially being like, <laughs> you are the reacher. She's the settler. And Gwen was like, that's pretty rude. That's not nice. And then it felt like the rest of the panel for the rest of the segment kept being like jovi's hot jovi's attractive jovi's a jovi could be a model it's like all right why is it was this all the, point? the it was all the older women <laughs> right because like, it was jenny it was kim and it was angela who yeah. were all like no no you're good looking jovi it's okay you just look like big mouth it's fine <laughs> yeah you're fine you're good looking <laughs> Um, I mean, it was so it's it's just like that type of comment is just it's exactly what you're saying. Andre's still upset and he's just going to take a pot shot like when mm -hmm. he can, because it had absolutely nothing to do with anything. 
No, it didn't. And it was just Andre getting his pound of flesh, right? So then um, there was at this point where uh, Big Ed actually made a good point about women and how, you know, in in society, uh, in in, in our day and age, women are expected to, you know, work and, like, keep a home and raise a child and have a family, like, the whole thing. And I was like, okay, Big Ed, you're making way too many good points for you being Big Ed. This makes no sense. And then immediately Angela calls him out and says, well, you don't act like that with Liz. You don't give Liz that same treatment that you're just saying. And then obviously Big Ed's like that. You don't know our relationship, blah, 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 blah. So immediately Big Ed just kind of erases himself, cancels it out. So that's fine. I'm okay with that. Then they kind of talk a little bit about Gwen and Jovi's fight they had earlier in the season. And we learn here, Liana, that Gwen lives two hours away from where they live. So mm-hmm. the whole taking care of Mila is also a four hour commute, which is a lot. Yeah, because so we knew that they were about, if I remember correctly, they were an hour out of New Orleans when they lived in New Orleans. Then when they moved across Lake Pontchartrain, when Jovi and Yara moved across the lake, then that adds an extra hour of travel time. And so we we knew that from when they had moved. Um, what What seems to be a consistent issue here is that it is a unclear expectations of what either Jovi or Yara expect from Gwen uh, and Gwen not being essentially told that there are these expectations that she will come over and take care of stuff and do more things for them. You know, oh, you're the grandmother. It's your job. But they've never really articulated that except for that one time when they got into a really big fight when Jovi, you know, they were drinking or whatever the case was, decided to finally explain to Gwen like, hey, you're not doing these things. And Gwen being like, one, that's not my responsibility. And I didn't know that I was going to have to do all of those things. And this seems to then continue with the whole property thing, which I think is the conversation they have after the prog trip thing, which like, again, like just move on from that. You guys, it just feels like it feels like Jovi and Yara don't even really care about that all that much anymore. I don't know. It seemed fake, like a lot of their stuff. Right. I feel like so the whole conversation with Jovi wanting to move to Florida right so Yara's not happy with Louisiana she's always made that clear and now the conversation being hey we're gonna move and Jovi says I think Florida is the right place for us I think that makes sense and I don't think Yara's completely sold on that but then Gwen drops this bomb of well do you, do you know that we've literally bought property to be closer to you two and that got a little awkward that's what I don't understand. Did you not? It would it, okay. Here's the thing. If he, if Jovi is coming to her and being like, you don't spend enough time with us. We need help. Yara's by herself. She doesn't have her mom, blah, blah, blah. And then Gwen goes like, that's one. That's not my responsibility reflects upon it and says, you know what? Let's try to do this. Let's try to buy property near them so we can be closer. And then I can do more for them. Did she not tell him that they had bought the property or did he not tell her that they were planning on moving? Like, it just seems like if my parents, like if, if my mom were to be like, look, let me get a condo close to you guys so I can come help with the kids. If we were to have kids, we're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, no, but we're like moving. So sorry, you already signed on that condo. Bye. No, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is the peak, right? This is how we ended the show. The, the, the tell all ended with these two with this story. Seems fake. Seems fake. <laughs> so, something about this is just like. I mean, I, okay, here's the thing. I would believe that Jovi wouldn't say these things, but the fact that, like, they weren't even set on where they were moving, I I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of floating plans and nothing is really set in stone. Well, okay, so now let's move away from that and talk about, so they showed a clip of Jovi saying, if we didn't have Mila, we'd probably be divorced already. And this was in the heat of the stuff that was going on with regards to Yara trying to find a place in, um, Europe for them to stay at like an apartment to buy and more of the conversation here starts focusing on first of all Jovi Gwen says kids don't hold a marriage together Jovi kind of says that's not what he's trying to say and then a lot of people started pointing fingers at Yara for wanting to buy a place 
with quote her own money because she wants to own a little thing because her business is under Jovi's name. All her stuff is on all their stuff is under Jovi's name. And she wants to have a little bit of a backup plan, a little bit of a kickback, a little bit of an investment of her own. What are your thoughts on all this? Okay. Well, obviously not every, every couple is going to treat their finances the same way. And I don't think that there is a one size fits all for every couple. What I do think is important is that every couple talk about what their strategy is for approaching their finances. So for example, my sister and her husband, they keep everything separate. They both contribute to things separately and they each have their own money. You and I throw everything into a pot and we treat our finances like as sort of one big amount of money, which is different. Okay. Both happy relationships that are fine. Right. So it's not like there's a one size fits all. What is happening in this situation is because I think there's a lot of insecurity about their relationship. They're not completely discussing their finances. Like, I don't even know if Yara had talked to Jovi about the fact that she's maybe insecure about the, the, you know, that he owns her businesses. Like, I don't even know if that's a conversation that they had had. I just feel like they need to be able to sit down and have a real conversation about their finances and about their living situation. And that's just not happening. And I know that those conversations are really tough and they require a certain amount of <sighs> vulnerability. And that's always difficult. They've been together now for what? Three, three four years? Four years. They're that's still very early in the relationship. You know, I know like it's a long time. It's also like not that long amount of time, especially if you don't practice that level of vulnerability and discussion with one another. But that I think would solve so many of their problems. Oh my God. Again, what am I saying on here? Communication is so important. Ha ha. It's, I mean, it's, it's the cornerstone of every relationship. Communication is absolutely key. We say out here. Um, yeah, I feel like I see, you know, I hear everything you're saying about the discussion and being on the same page. I agree with that. Now to look at what they've got, it's like kind of like, okay, so this is how you clean up the mess, but you've made the mess. Let's kind of see, let's examine the mess, shall we? And I feel like, I don't think what Yara's saying is unfounded. I definitely feel like she would like to have, a, you know, it's like, got to buy property. Myla can have it later. We have a place to stay when we're there. I don't think that's malicious or bad at all. But then when they compounded by bringing out Yara's friend Symphony and showing the clip where Symphony was like, Yeah, you are out of his league. You should, you know, essentially alluding to you don't, he does, you deserve better. That will make Joey feel insecure. And now it feels like, Oh, so you're trying to, like, you're basically not putting trust in this relationship. And that is why you want to get another place, which I don't think that's why she's getting it, like, as a core. But I think part of her is also like, I do not have anything under my name in this marriage. I would like to have something under my name. I don't think that's wrong. It's like they're lawyers trying to compile evidence from like a bunch of different conversations yeah. to like corroborate the same <laughs> point that they're trying to make. Uh, when like that was all about like because her, her, was that whole conversation was that you know oh he tells me my boobs don't look nice like I thought that's yeah. what that conversation was about. So I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how much that has to play. But oh, oh also the other friend that was there, she was one of the ones that got arrested. Did I tell you what? about that? Did we talk no. about that? No. Yeah. So she was one of the other friends that got arrested in this, um, like heroin, cocaine, what? gun ring thing. Yeah. What? The Department of Justice is pers is uh, pursuing charges against them. They were all arrested. There's like a group of them, and she was one of them. Brittany Adele Allison, 33, of Baton Rouge. They she is specifically charged with conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute cocaine and heroin, unlawful use of communication facilities. I don't know what that means. Uh, and money laundering. So that's why she couldn't be at the tell all. So they had to get symphony. OK, so symphony's fine. Yeah, symphony's fine. But the okay, other you one, did not say that you didn't lead it that way. You made no, it seem I like said symphony that's why was the, the other one. friend. That's why I said the other friend couldn't be there. Ah. Yeah. I think we're no, fine. Symphony is fine. I don't think she's in uh, in jail. Involved. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Jovi to her face says, "Yeah, I'd prefer if Yara stays away from them." Then also, Usman 
um, says that, yeah, I think Joe, uh, you know, Yara, you need to cut off these friends, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, Usman, yeah, you are excused. And then Big Ed started piping up again. And you know what it is with Big Ed. When Big Ed starts talking, someone's going to yell back. And this time, of all people, it was Jenny. Oh, my gosh. This was such a fabulous moment. I will say Jenny was the MVP of this episode, the the fourth part. First of all, there's... Okay, let me just start with, like, my feelings on Jenny throughout the tell-all. She has moments where I'm like, she's not playing with a full deck. Then she has other moments where she's so clever. Like even in this episode there, it's when she's talking with Liz, I think about Ed and talking about how like, Oh, don't stoop to his level. And she says something about like, cause you'd have to stoop real low, like as a side sort of comment, which was really funny. And then this moment, she, it was it was that who put a nickel in Jenny. She just all of a sudden started going in on Ed. Kiss my ass, dude. The the my favorite quote of hers was he's the worst thing I've ever met in my life. I don't know why that just made me laugh so hard. I think she was just so frustrated over two days of having to deal with this narcissistic asshole that she was just like, I'm done. I'm going to yell at this man and I do not care who sees. And respect to her. It's not easy. To be in that position. I mean, we've seen Jenny as someone patient, doesn't really raise her voice, doesn't really get confrontational. But when she's at her wits end, it'll all come out. And it did big time here. Um, Big Ed was still not safe um, or or actually he was fine. Then he diverted attention to Jovi because Jovi was very dismissive. Like, all right, can he stop talking now? We don't care because Big Ed was talking smack to Yara. Then uh, Jovi responded. And then Big Ed kept calling him a wuss and saying, you can't even manage your family. Very gendered from Big Ed, basically implying that, yeah, you can't even run your family. What a man you are. What a weak man. I was like, all right. Okay. And then Gwen from all the way from New Orleans was like, Ed, how old are you? (laughs) Which is great because they're not that like they're not that far apart in age. He's what, 57? She's what, 58? Yeah, or she's 57 also. I can't remember. She said it in this, actually. In she this did. Episode, she I didn't like, write it oh. down. <laughs> but she, uh, no, I remember when she said her age, I was like, oh, she looks fantastic. I think she's, mm-hmm. yeah, 57, 58, maybe something like that. Yeah. He's About a child. Same he's age. A, oh, God, I hate him so much. I, hate I mean, so much. preaching of the choir here. So, okay. So then that ends the tell-all portion. But we still had about 50 minutes of show left. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what was going to happen. Okay. Uh, then they did the thing they did where they were going to the penthouse and everyone got in different cars, but I still do not understand how they decide this because Jovi and Yara are there as a couple. They were not in the same car. Jovi and Big Ed had a spat in at the tell-all. They were in the same car. Well, how mm-hmm. do you decide who's in what? They're t- they are, I assure you, they are told what cars to get into. Oh, 100% it's planned. I don't think it's like happenstance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because why why wouldn't Jovi and Yara want to ride together? And why would Jovi why would anybody want to ride with Big Ed? Like he's riding by himself if anyone had their choice. They will cram a fourth person in the back of that SUV so Jovi can ride with the women. Yeah. So uh that happened. Now and nothing really notable for me happens in these cars. I feel like we had the um was it Kim, Jenny, and Liz? Yeah. No, Yara. Yara. Uh, Yara. Yara. Yeah. Yeah. So the it three of them Liz. together was a delight. Uh, did who with was Andre? Liz with? <laughs> I, we didn't see them if that was the case. <laughs> I don't remember. The only thing I remember is that nobody in those cars was wearing seatbelts and I was having a lot of anxiety for them. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, I did pull a clip that I wanted to play from the uh, Jovi and Big Ed car uh, mm-hmm. because Jovi was basically after the tell on a mission to let Big Ed know his feelings. And then to also get him to apologize. This is what Jovi had to say to Big Ed. Hey, I'm just going to tell you, you're lucky the going on in the studio. Because if not, somebody would probably beat your ass for talking to people's women the way you do. And this wasn't the first time or the only time he said beat your ass to, to Big Ed. It came up mm-hmm. again at the penthouse. Missed opportunity. I, you know, I'm not a fan of punching down. But I guess anyone punching Ed is punching down. 
So I guess if we're going to go for it, I would have loved to have seen Andre just just lay into him. Ugh, not a fan of violence, but for Ed, I think it matters. The, for the Ed, I can make that the, the other way, maybe. <laughs> well, Ed can. He's got no neck, so. <laughs> yeah, Big Ed had no remorse here. And also, you know, Big Ed's whole thing is he felt, and we heard this 18 times last episode, he felt like he was ganged up on the first night. Everyone went at him and Liz didn't defend him. So I think he came in here very unapologetic and very much like if anyone hurts my feelings, I'm going to hurt their feelings and just did not care how he spoke to anybody. Um, spoiler <laughs> alert, he does not end up apologizing. So there you go. Yeah, no. Uh, well, then, you know, it was interesting because even though they had the conversation in the car, Jovi is still trying to get Ed to apologize, which I don't understand why you think that's going to happen. Like, bruh, you've seen his the way he acts. And Ed says as much. Essentially, we have this conversation in the car. It's over. Just like shutting him down. And then I tried to pay attention to like see who Ed was talking to. He essentially got snubbed by everybody at the party and decided to just like pack up and leave. Yeah, no one wanted anything to do with him. He was going to Boston for a speaking gig he has somewhere. Okay. I don't know where. Do you like, have it? No, but oh. like, who? I don't know. Like, he did a cameo in person. I don't know. Who's going to hire Big Ed for a speaking engagement? So I typed Big Ed SP and then immediately um, it pulled up Big Ed speaking engagement Boston. So yeah, nine day fiance one day ago. It. What is Big Ed's job in 2023? Let's see. Yeah, but no one can find it. All the articles that I'm seeing are him just being, it's like the quote from the tell-all that essentially like, oh, Big Ed had to leave because he has a speaking engagement in Boston. Boo, <laughs> detectives, so, come on. Someone on the 90 day fiance subreddit, which is obviously, oh, this is the uncensored one. Um, where is Ed's uh, speaking engagement? And their suggestions were the men's rights rally, the tiny peen party, and how to get, an, get a, to be an abuser and get paid for it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm seeing that post right now. Because um, I mean, no one wants to claim him. So I don't think anyone from Boston is going to be like, yeah, he was here. It was like, no, we don't care. We don't like him, which is fair. Very fair. I guess Liz had said that they were supposed to go back to San Diego together. Like, but I think well, maybe she, was she was going to go to with him. She was going to go with him to Boston. Okay. And then after that, um, they were going to get back to San Diego together, which after uh, Big Ed basically got snubbed by everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, it got to a place where um, he decided not only am I going to go pack to, for Boston, but also I'm going to message the producer and Liz and tell them that Liz will not be accompanying me to Boston and they can figure out her arrangement for her because he oh, did go yeah. up to he went up to Jenny, Liz and Kim, I believe. Yes. To because they were the three of them were talking, they were you know having a drink, hanging out. He went to talk to Liz, and Liz was like, I'm busy right now, maybe later. And Big Ed basically was like, I'm not waiting, and he left. And then he texted her that, you know, I'm done, I'm, I'm going to Boston without you. So he left her in New York alone. And Liz did say, This is it, uh, it's done now, it's completely over. And I absolutely loved both Jenny and Kim being there and you know, bigging her up because then Angela joins them later. And Liz talks about how, well, I'm single. Kim said, I'm single. Angela said, I might be single. And they said, we should all go out together. And I said, please don't say this on TV because now they're going to make a series about this and I'm going to have to cover it called 90 Day, uh, not 90 Day Adventures. And it's just 90 Day people going to parties and hanging out. Well, I think they're in San Diego. So at least Kim and well, Kim Liz. did say, you know, if, if you ever feel like anything, I'm right down the street from you. And Liz said, yeah, if I ever feel like I want to get back with them, I'll message you and you can talk me out of it. Essentially becoming Liz's accountability buddy. Yeah. Which, you know, see, this is what I'm saying. It's the, the Avengers of this terrible, terrible season of 90 day. They're all together hanging out that. So that whole thing, there are a few moments and I guess we can just sort of, since it seems like, it's so tough to organize this because it was just like chaos for 50 minutes. But if we talk about the sort of like Liz, big Ed of it all, a few things of note. So one, everything that you mentioned in terms of Ed trying to talk to Liz, Liz being like, no, I'm busy. And Ed just being like, fine, whatever. I'm upset. I'm leaving. They showed the text messages of Ed asking production to organize Liz's transportation home. 
like he and you got to see the screenshot of the phone where he says, I just wanted to confirm that Liz will not be accompanying me to Boston. If you could please confirm accommodations for her and change her flight to go back to San Diego. Thank you. But you can also see the message before that message. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the message before the flight to San Diego message was... Can we please also get two small bottles of Pepto-Bismol, the pink ones? Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had seen him throw one back. Yes, which like I'm dying at the editors for including that because there was no real reason for them to show the screenshot. Like the nothing in the text messages tells us more than what he said. I swear to God, they included it just because of the Pepto-Bismol text message. Oh, they know what they're doing. I uh, there them. was a confessional where where Jenny was like, as she was getting in the car, Big Ed, Big Ed. Well, he's little Ed. Why do we call him Big Ed? And then the next shot was Big Ed standing next to Andre, looking Andre. two feet tall. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I love Andre also because, like, you know how he calls Charlie a bum. He's now just mm-hmm. calls Ed small Ed. So I'm yeah. totally okay with that. Um, the other thing also to note that makes me want to just. Bleh, uh, let one go. Maybe I need some Pepto Bismol. Is the fact that Liz got a license plate with Big Ed's girl on it? Oh, oh. <laughs> I hate it. Listen, all I'm saying is, when are you gonna get one that says Puya's girl? When is oh that? Oh my god, <laughs> never! I please hope... don't. I don't First want all, it. I personally would never pay for a vanity license plate, and the I would. I, I think maybe the seventh or eighth thing I would get would be Puya's girl. <laughs> what are the first six? You I can't be like, like, I don't want one, but I also have a list of seven. That that makes yeah, no it sense would be like, <laughs> it would be like eight equals no, they don't do equals <laughs> license plates. <laughs> it would be four twenty six nine XD. <laughs> That's my personalized license plate. Oh. The other thing I had to say about Ed was that that. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I in my notes, I put this in in quotes, the thirteen thousand dollar ring. He just puts it loose in his wallet. Yeah. And it's not like a wallet wallet. It's one of those card wallets that has a little hole in the middle of the card slots that you can just shove some cash in. Yeah, exactly. It's like a foldy wallet. It doesn't have a zippy thing. And he just puts it in loose. One, if it was thirteen thousand dollars, that is insanely irresponsible. Like store that properly which is why i put it in quotes i don't think there's any way that that is thirteen thousand dollars but it's just so gosh ugh, Ed, ugh. is that it is that all the big ed stuff can we move on from him yeah. now please yeah i'm done okay cool it's done it's over um actually you know what kim did tell liz at one point that she would pay liz to throw wine on his white shirt that he was wearing which i would have been very down with didn't happen you know, sadly for someone who says I don't typically throw drinks on people, Kim has twice thrown drinks on people. And then in this, I think two or three times, as you mentioned, encouraging other people to throw drinks. She encouraged other people to throw drinks and then also said, just so you know, I would have done it, <laughs> which yeah. is like I would do it, but it's not my issue. But if you did it, I'd be very happy to compensate you for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. I think she's a regular drink thrower. Yeah, I think so, too. And then let's see. Is there any? OK, so do you want to talk about the the sex life conversation that happened? Oh, you want to you want to do you really. want to talk about do you want to can you specifically recap what Angela said in this, please? 
Okay, well, the, first of all, there was too many sex positions and secretion talks for my liking uh, in this conversation. But were there it was position the, talks? I feel like no one actually said the name of a position. Well, Kim talked about the power bike. Which that I don't, did. She said it's a move they call the power bike. Is that an actual move? Let me. Uh, should I even well, Google she this? She said <laughs> maybe incognito just to be safe. Um. So I mean, she said that they call it the power bike. There is a motorcycle position and a bicycle position, but no power bike position. <laughs> it's like a power bottom, but it's a power bike. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm happy with just sort of skimming over this conversation, but essentially, you know, you have three, uh, you know, ma- mature uh, women on the couch uh, talking about how, you know, they're a little bit older. Um, um, takes a little bit more to get the juices flowing. And uh, that's all. I'll just go ahead and leave it at that. OK, so I'm not going to leave it with that because oh. I Googled it because I couldn't help myself. The top link was an Urban Dictionary one, which I didn't look at. The second link is from a website called Christian Friendly Sex dot com. Oh, it's called the bicycle sex position. They have ratings for the positions. 29 people mm-hmm. voted. It has a rating of 3.1 out of 5. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wait, what's it called? Just the bike or the power bicycle bike? sex position? The bicycle sex position. Okay. Yeah. Is is that do you edge in that or All right. You no. are that was last week's podcast. We have burned edging from our memory <laughs> and we are moving on. Okay. 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 Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, you know, Angela did say, and Liana didn't say it, but if I heard it, audience, you have to as well. Angela said, I got juices, but you got to flow them. Yeah. You know, you got a little bit, a little bit more foreplay. Yes. The, uh... Yeah. The, there was more question about, so what, what, what do you do in foreplay than what do you do in sex? It felt like, you know, Jenny was like, yeah, you know, Sumit gives me nice massages beforehand. Um, and she was like, yeah, you know, cause I have my neck hurts here. And then Kim was like, yeah, we know. I was like, what does that mean? Kim, put it out there. <laughs> Say it out loud at this point. Don't leave anything <laughs> to the imagination. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I love the idea that them trying to be like, I bet Samit is like super romantic. Isn't he just so romantic? And then I'm just, my mind is flashing back to his reactions to everybody during the tell-all when he's just sitting in his little square, just being like appalled and like entertained by what everybody else is saying. I was like, man's a child. What did he do for, let's see, let's think of some of the romantic stuff Sumit has done in his journey. Um, here. Uh, didn't he have diarrhea when they tried the Kama Sutra? Okay, all right. Next segment. <laughs> Why do you remember the you weird asked- things? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I did not remember him diarrheaing. That was not yeah, a part remember? of the stuff I remembered. No. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Why was that the first thing too? You are strange. You asked, you asked about the okay because the only other things I remember about him is how he was kidnapped by his loving family. And about how he uh, wants to work as a cook for seven days a week instead of coming to the United States. Those are the these are the these are the three things, the holy trinity of Sumit lore that you remember that his ex's family took him one Mm -hmm. two, the meme you saw of the uh, boyfriend looking away on the Reddit, which I saw Mm -hmm. earlier that you just brought up (laughs) Mm -hmm. and three. He diarrheaed in his on his honeymoon. Yes, that and the name that he used when he was catfishing Jenny was Michael Jones. Very so. selective memory is what I'm getting here. But I remember fine. the important things. Okay, well, let's start winding down here. Okay, so you know the night's over. Everyone goes back to their own quarters before they're going to leave here. Shaida and Bilal, we haven't talked about pretty much at all this episode. Shaida basically feels like her and Bilal are more of a team now and she feels better after this tell-all and where they are right now and she hopes that energy stays the same. Liana, I'm going to ask you this. Shaida and Bilal, is this the last scene we're going to see of them on the show? Not counting Bearsall because if Bearsall comes out, they can interview anybody. But on a mm-hmm. show, is this the last of them? I don't know. I, they seem to really like them like the 90 day uh, universe, I could see them having another happily ever after season, especially because 
there's so many loose ends with them in terms of, you know, where's the baby stuff going to go? Where's the business stuff going to go? I, I think there's probably a 50% chance that we'll see them back. I think they will not be back until there is a potential third in their family in the form of a baby either on the way or, or there. Mm -hmm. That's my prediction. Yeah. I, I just, I just dislike Bilal so much and I just have such a hard time ever accepting anything he says is genuine so I am super distrusting of him here where he seems to agree with all the baby stuff and the business stuff and the joint account. I mean, what he said about like, we might not agree on how to get to the destination, but we agree on where we're going. Like I actually like that. I can see that. I understand. I get that. But he's just done so many shady things in the past. It's just everything he says. I take it with <laughs> salt and I just do not believe him. I mean, that's fair, right? It's hard. It's hard after being uh, swindled like that with, yeah. with Bilal for two seasons straight to believe everything he's selling. Well, let's see. We'll see when the time comes for them. Uh, so that's Bilal and Shaida for you. Yeah, I hope for her sake that it's genuine. I hope so, too. Uh, and then we had the ending scene. Yara and Jovi were actually the last people we saw. Uh, and they fought pretty much uh, about the fact that Jovi was mad that uh, Yara kind of agreed with Angela a little bit at one point and he's mad that she didn't apologize the way he wanted an apology so I was like okay so you were asking Big Ed for an apology you didn't get it and now you're like you know what Yara owes me one too are you the, the, the apology collector here yeah just going around he's like yes you are approximately 12 hours overdue on your apology to me I will be accepting all apologies before we leave New York City I don't know. He just seemed a little bit butthurt. So he's, you know, whatever. I, I, I still, I feel really good about them in general. I, mm -hmm. The way that they interact, there's moments where I'm like, yeah, they, they just seem perfect for each other. They fit. I yeah. think we're going to see them on the next season of Happily Ever After. I don't think they're going to be exciting, but I think they're perfect fodder to throw into the mix of like a cast of six. So I think yeah. Jovi and Yara, this isn't the end for them. It's possible. Yeah. All right. And then Angela talked about divorce being on the table, talked about being embarrassed and exhausted. Uh, Angela is the one person here that I'm just not going to speak on anymore because I can't believe anything she's saying. For all <laughs> I know, next season, she's on there somehow still. And my, her and Michael are still an item. Did you see her hitting on the bartender? Do you have any brothers? <laughs> yeah. Do you have any brothers? Are you saying, do you have any brothers? What's going on? Okay. All right. Uh, and then she was like this bartender bless his heart did not get paid enough to be bartending for these people that night mm -hmm. because Big Ed walked up to him and said <laughs> are you uh, what's your name Baba? are you Italian no I'm Mexican man oh me too oh really and then Big Ed threw like three stock words out and was bothering him and then Angela full hit on him and then Angela proceeded to tell him that I've only been having sex with one man for five years I might be I might put myself out there have sex with someone else I was like if I was the bartender I'm making myself a nice strong drink right about now it was like the two worst people with Angela yeah. and Big Ed who came to talk to him I've, I've also felt quite bad <laughs> um, we didn't see Andre pretty much at the end at all i think they are a couple that you should expect to see on this show again fully i don't think they're going anywhere there's just too much drama with that family for them not to be on tv again so they're fine there and um hmm, oh yeah listen big ed i would like to think we're done i'm hoping we're done please lord let us be done we'll see Mm, yeah, the they love the Pothost family. Oh, that was the other moment with Angela joking to Andre about wanting to date Chuck. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Oof. No, you know TLC is going to break Oof. their backs to try and get that arrangement going. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, That's the last thing the family Pothost needs is Angela at the wheel. You add Angela, that's like a team that was already good and I'm using an analogy for sports, the team that was good. And now they got a superstar, but the league they're playing in the sport is evil, yelly, loud, gaslighty people team league. And they now have the superstar on their team as well. It's just not fair. You know, I would love to see Charlie V Angela though. In, in, I'm fine with that. I hope they don't get along. If she does start dating Chuck. Actually, uh -huh. she will not get along with him because Chuck is on Andre's side. 
as far as this stuff goes. Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how she's going to fit in, but that's never going to happen. So, sadly. I would want to say never say never, but I can't. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway. I think that's about it, Leon. I think we're done here. I think we got everything that we needed to talk about, talked about. I think everything was done. Is there anything that we didn't address that you would like to speak on here before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, let's see. Let me look through everything. You don't want updates from outside the show, correct? You'd like to no, just this, live in show when the universe. Season's over, when the season's over, I'm fine mm-hmm. to get any and all updates because we don't know when we're going to see them again. And now mm-hmm. we're guaranteed to not see them for at least another 20 weeks because they're not on the next season. I am mm-hmm. fine if you want to share with us some of your stuff that you know. But yeah, during the season, I don't want to know because it takes away from the show for me. Okay, that makes sense. So do you want updates on at least two of the couples that I know of? Give me updates on as many. I'm down. Just set it up for us. We're getting some juicy deets here. I'm not going to complain. Okay, so they're both the worst people on the show. Sorry about it. It is Angela and Michael. Uh, They are still together. And Michael got his visa and has been spotted in the United States. No, is this the picture of them in the supermarket? Yes. Okay, that is not in America. I really, someone, yeah, someone fact checked it for me. I did. Oh, see that. okay. Whew. Okay, good. So, because that was the rumor, it was that, and then they had a bunch of pictures together. So people had speculated that he was. They in might the still United be together. States. They might still be together. I, I think they could possibly still be together because even like she, Angela knew about the cheating stuff, and yet they both had necklaces with their pictures on it. So. I don't know. Just saying. Okay. And then, so now that that bad update's done, bad people, okay. who's the next well, we'll one? See. Uh, yeah, Liz and Ed are still together. No! Yeah. There's people who live near there and see Liz's car at Ed's house and they know the license plate and it is indeed Big Ed's girl. Kim! Kim, where are you? You said you would fix this, Kim! Kim! You're letting That's- us down! <laughs> That's what I said. Like you were supposed to be the emotional support person to prevent this from happening. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, I hope they're not on the next season after all the way. Anyway. Okay. Liana. And on that note, ending it on a bit of a sour one with those updates. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on with me. I always do appreciate getting to talk to you about all things 90 day. Where can people find you? What else do you have going on? Let us know. Well, you can find me on social media at Liana RHAP on Twitter. Podcasting, as we mentioned at the beginning, about RuPaul's Drag Race. We are now four episodes into season 15. It's been really fun so far, I think. We're going through a little bit of, I don't want to say growing pains, but like some readjustment as the show goes back down to an hour from an hour and a half previously. But Aman, Beth, and I have been talking about everything from those episodes. We had Scally and Mari on. I know people that you've talked to about 90, they've come on and talked a little bit of drag race with me as well. So that's the biggest thing going on until I guess a couple weeks from now when Massacre starts. <laughs> you should have Scally and Mari on the same podcast so we can use the phrase Scalamari. That'd be great. Ooh, I love Scalamari. Yeah. So tasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Um, like you mentioned, 90 Day Fiance, sorry, Mass Singer coming back middle of February. So we'll be there for season nine of Mass Singer. Unbelievably oh so. So that's going to happen. But until then, you can, of course, find me on Twitter at Puya. I mean, find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Puya. I am streaming there when I'm not doing podcasts. Come through, say hi. Would appreciate it. And I will be back with 90 Day the other way next week. Brand new season premiering. On Sunday, I'll be there the following day to talk about that. And we'll see where that journey takes us. It can only go up from here, folks. So I'm very excited for that. And of course, if you could leave a rating and review for this podcast, it would mean a lot. I would appreciate it. You can do so over on robswebsitecom slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. But for now, we are at the destination. We hope you had a fun journey here with us. Uh, about as much fun as it can be. We appreciate you listening in. We'll be back next week. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.